Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855am on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. It's approximately 4.01 and... We've got a quite a low-key show today, specifically um, and particularly focusing on Radiothon as well, and I've got a few things I'm going to read out in a sec. Um, I'm hoping that, because first up on the show, we were hoping to have DT on, who is actually a campaign organiser and Aboriginal um, activist and looking at the sacred trees, and listeners may recall that the Doing Time show has, to, has done extensive um, coverage on this topic and we were going to have DT in to speak about that and to also speak about how the police have been demonising him. He spent some time in remand for very trivial offences and he was going to be talking about the sacred trees and how um, the government is wanting to get rid of the Aboriginal birthing trees up near Ararat. Um, so we were hoping to have him here, but he, he may be running late. Not sure if he's actually going to be coming. So if he doesn't come, I'll just be reading out some articles. But then at 4.30, we're going to be speaking with um, Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. And Chris is going to be speaking about asylum seekers and refugees, giving a little bit of an update about what's going on, advertising a couple of events that are coming up. But he'll be speaking also specifically about a detainee um, who his name is Ali, and Ali has actually spoken with us many times um, on the Doin' Time show, and we've offered him some telephone support as well off air. Um, Ali is actually in Maitai Detention Centre, and there was a, a court case that um, Ali attended where he took um, a Serkal guard to court, and it was a court win. And we'll be um, speaking with Chris um, about that and probably getting Ali on the show later on. And just to get a little bit of a taste about what that interview is going to be about. So basically, um, to quote from the media release, two Serco employees received interim intervention orders at the Broadmeadows Magistrates Court um, against Ali Yusuf, an Iraqi refugee detained indefinitely in Mitre Detention Centre. Um and several months later, one of them, who was part of Serco's emergency response team, strip-searched Ali as he went to celebrate the end of Enid on June 4th. And so we'll be talking about that and also discussing the background to that and also looking at um, the situation now and, and how Ali did, uh, went back to court. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to be playing playing um, a, a song and... 
while, while before I read out um, the donations as well from last week um, for the Radiothon, and this song is actually called Decide Today, Free Marius Mason, and it's just in regards to um, June 11, which is, um, which is a, a traditional day that anarchists celebrated for anarchist prisoners. And I believe Peter had, had an interview with somebody, um, his name is Robert, I believe, um, on the show, um, who who actually writes poetry and, and songs. So while we're waiting, hopefully, for DT to show, um, I will play this this song and then um, I'll read out the donations. A very low-key show, but, but, yeah, stay tuned. Mary is Mason, arrested 2008 in Cincinnati for Earth Liberation Direct Actions of Economic Sabotage, during which no one was injured. In 2009, sentenced to nearly 22 years prison, a punishment that far exceeds many for overtly violent offenses in America. The year is now 2019, a decade into his time stolen from family and community. To directly combat the state's intention of this long-term sentence fading activist peers from our lives, it is crucial we renew our solidarity with Marius in words and actions. Keeping his name frequent in conversation. Keeping his status in our minds as we would any friend. To show him what his courage means to us. And showing the world that this green scare against environmental defense is no victory for the state and its corporate masters. We will write letters of sustained friendship. Raise awareness and provide resources when help is needed. Continue our demand, never wavering but with heightened enthusiasm and fury every June 11th until he is no longer caged. Free Mary is Mason.
and you're back with the Doing Time show. And that was uh, an interesting little number um, that was actually, I'm not, that's created by a, an activist from overseas that uh, Peter interviewed quite some time ago now in regards to 11th of June. Anyway, it's approximately nine minutes past four and we're going to be hearing from Chris Breen shortly. Um, but unfortunately, DT is unable to attend today, which is which is pretty disappointing, but I'm sure we can have him on another time. But in the meantime, um, I just wanted to talk about um, the follow-up from Radiothon. Last Monday, um, the Doin' Time show did a pre-recorded show for Radiothon and did some some um, listener interviews. We had Ali on, we also had, and he's from MITRE Detention Centre, we also had... Um, Vicky Roach as well, speaking about um, her experiences on the Do and Time show. And I've actually set aside some time today to really thank all the listeners that donated to the show last week and prior to last week and after last week. Um, basically, um, Radiothon is over now, but it's not too late to donate. The theme for um, Radiothon this year was Power Radical Radio and it's the annual 3CR um, fundraiser. And it's, it ended yesterday, I believe. So it started on the 3rd of June and it ended um, yesterday. And that, that's, that includes also the community language groups as well um, who also have access to the airwaves. So our target for the show is $850. And um, I, I'll give you the grand total um, after I read out the donations. So I'm going to read all the donations now and personally thank everybody on air because we weren't able to do that last week because of the pre-record. Um, so first one that I'm going to read out is um, Margaret and Peter Riley um, and they donated $25. And thank you so much. Um, and, and in memory of Mouse, and Mouse um, is, is a long-time presenter um, on the Doing Time show, from many years. The show's been going for at least 20 years now. Um, our next person that donated is Rob, and he donated $100. Um, thank you very much, Rob. Um, we also have Peter as well, who donated $20. Thank you, Peter. We have Istja, um, Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne, who donated $25. Thank you, Istja. And Istja is... Um, is a well-known organisation in Melbourne that um, builds the movement to stop Aboriginal deaths in custody, amongst many other many other um, issues of racial profiling. Jackie Brown um, donated ten dollars. Thank you very much, Jackie. Jess Jess donated thirty dollars. Thanks so much. Um, Juliet Fox. Um, thank you, Juliet. She donated ten dollars. Teresa um, donated ten dollars. Thank you very much. And Tamar Hopkins um, donated $50 and she donated another $50. So that's $100 from Tamar. Thank you, Tamar. And Tamar also, um, is, as well as being a, a, a supporter of 3CR and a, and a listener, um, is, is actually a, was a, the, the principal, former principal solicitor of Flemington Kensington Community Legal Centre. And... Um, Tamar was instrumental in, in being one of the leaders um, against racial profiling. 
and um, holding the police to account. So, but look, all of our donations are important. All of our listeners are are, are important, and big or small, it doesn't matter. Um, every dollar counts. And in fact, you can get a tax receipt before the twenty eighth of June um, if you donate now, um, and and you can claim that on tax if it's two dollars or over. Continuing on now with the donations, Cheryl and Claus, um, forty dollars. Thank you very much. Um, much appreciated. And Chris is $30. Thank you, Chris. Um, Chris has also been around for a long time, as have um, Margaret and Peter. Um, we all did sewer show together. So thank you very much. Claire, Claire Seppings, $30. And Claire was actually with us um, last week um, and she helped out with, with, with the Radiothon. Thanks a lot, Claire. Um, Heather, who is another very supportive listener, $40. Thank you very much, Heather. M- much appreciated. So we have actually so far raised $490. Um, yeah, $490. And so our, our target is eight fifty. So we're not there yet, but we're about 55% um, into it. So thank you very much for all the people that have donated and I hope that I haven't left anyone out and we we really appreciate um, all this support. It's approximately 4.14 and you're listening to the Doin' Time show and um, I'm going to be playing a song now um, by Bob Bob Marley and it's called Get Up, Stand Up and um, that's pretty appropriate, appropriate given the um, <clears throat> the political climate at the moment. But before I do that, before I put the song on, um, um, if people, if people um, still haven't paid their, their donation, their pledges for other shows um, at 3CR, drop into the station, 21 Smith Street, Collingwood, or um, call 94198377. And um, it's not too late to donate to the Doing Time show either because we've still got our target to meet. But thank you once again to all the listeners. CR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. And you're back with the Doing Time show and this is Marissa. Um, yeah, that was a song by Kev Carmody and Paul, Ke- well, Paul Kelly and Kev Carmody from Big Things, Little Things Grow. And that is that was quite a long song and it almost made up for the fact that DT hasn't been able to come in today, almost. But, um, yeah, that song really makes me want to continue the fight um, for Aboriginal people, for all peoples that are deprived of a voice. And, yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, It's approximately 4.26 and we've got about four minutes until we actually um, speak with Chris Breen, who is is from the Refugee Action Collective. 
And just wanted to read out a very quick, brief transcript from ABC News in regards to an inquest update. The doctor who conducted an autopsy on an Aboriginal man who died in state care found his injuries were consistent with the application of a mild to moderate degree of false, a coronial inquest has heard. Bradley Carl Cowell, who was diagnosed with schizophrenia, died on September 12, 2011, in Logan Hospital. A coronial inquest is being held in Brisbane to examine the conduct of police who caused Mr Colwell to be admitted to hospital, the care and security provided at the hospital and the way in which Mr Colwell's family were treated by staff. The court heard Mr Colwell was admitted to Logan Hospital with a chest infection by police. He died the following day after trying to leave several times. The cause of his death remains unclear. Dr David Storey conducted an autopsy and said that there were bruises and abrasions to a number of parts of his body. I felt that those injuries were consistent with the application of a mild to moderate degree of force, he said. A detective told the inquest Mr Cowell was found naked in the seclusion room of the hospital. Family members wiped away tears as the court was told he was found with bruising to his chest as well as blood on his face. Mr Cowell's sisters sat in court wearing T-shirts in memory of their other brother, Sean Cowell, who died in police custody after being restrained by officers called to an address in Kingston, south of Brisbane, in October last year. Outside court, Sonia Codill said it had been a difficult time for the family and sitting through the inquest was worse than the day of her brother's funeral. He was, and everyone who knew him knew his personality, that he was non-violent, she said. He did have episodes, but they weren't extreme. The inquest continues. It's approximately 4.28, and we'll be speaking with um, Chris Breen shortly from the Refugee Action Collective. Um, now... Yeah, just to, yeah, we just wanted to give an update on that inquest um, because part of the role of the Do and Time show is to be a watchdog and to build the mu- movement to stop um, Aboriginal deaths in custody. And so um, we'll be speaking with Chris very soon in regards to um, Ali, who um, took some guards to court from Serco. And Ali is actually um, imprisoned in the... MITRE Detention Centre at the moment. The Refugee Action Collective has written a media release and it's entitled Detainee Turns Tables on Serco, the Court Win. Two Serco employees received interim intervention orders at the Broadmeadows Magistrates Court against Ali Youssef, an Iraqi refugee detained indefinitely in MITRE Detention Centre on the 1st of the 1st, 2019. I'll just check that date with Chris later. Several months later, one of them who was part of Serco's emergency response team strip-searched Ali as he went to celebrate the end of Enid on June 14, said Chris Breen of the Refugee Action Collective. Ali complained to the Broadmeadows Magistrates Court and as a result of a hearing, he now has an interim intervention order against the ERT guard. The order prevents the guard going from within five metres of Ali, which rules the guard out from many areas, including control rooms that have cameras that can observe Ali. And so really the role of the interview is is to speak to Chris just about the broad implications of what's happened here and, and to work out, you know, why did that happen and just to talk a little bit about the court case. And then we may have um, Ali on the show as well later. 
But first, we're just going to cross over to a very quick announcement and hopefully we'll be having Chris on soon. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. And you're back with the Doing Time show. And we've got Chris Breen on the line from the Refugee Action Collective. Hello, Chris. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome to the program. Now, Chris, I just wanted to check a date with you first, though. Could, could you just um, yep. tell us a little bit about what's happened with Ali, Ali in the, uh, is it Maita Detention Centre in Broadmeadows and what dates that happened? Uh, yes. The, the court, I mean, I sorry. The date yeah. you're talking about, so... There are two Circo employees who applied for an intervention order um, against Ali Youssef. Uh, Ali uh, used to run the page 501 and Circo, ERT. Um, essentially, uh, would record uh, interactions uh, with the guards, abuse of detainees, and um, put that up online. And Circo and ABF, um, hate the page. They've, you know, threatened. They've cajoled him to try and um, take it down. Uh, they did manage to get Facebook to take it down, and he's uh, put it back up in another um, guise. And so, I think it, it was earlier this year. Uh, the, the date would be right in the media release. It was either uh, March or uh, January where they first. I think it was January, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, January. Yeah, that's right. Go. Yep. He wasn't. He wasn't present. No. Usually, what happens is they'll apply for a um, interim um, order. The courts usually grant them as a matter of um, uh, they just do, and then there'll be a hearing at a later date. And so, the intervention order states that Ali's not to post anything online about them. He's not supposed to come within two hundred meters of them. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's a sort of bizarre thing. It's not clear to me whether this was an initiative of the individual employees or of um, Circo and ABF. Um, but you know, either way, it has um, gone ahead. And then, um, more recently, on the fourth of June, when Ali was going uh, to celebrate uh, Eid, the end of Eid. Uh, he was strip searched by one of the guards who has the intervention order out against him, who's supposed to, you know, stay 200 metres away from. Um, as a result of that, Ali rang the magistrate's court and uh, complained. They had a hearing um, on Friday, just gone. And as a result of that, Ali now has an intervention order against uh, one of the people who applied for an intervention order um, against him. And the the irony of that is the guard is not supposed to come within um, five metres, is not allowed into control rooms where um, they're able to uh, view or observe Ali. Um, and that, you know, that places severe limitations because the, the guard is part of the emergency response team on um, their 
role responding. And uh, immediately after that hearing, and it may be in response, Australian Border Force contacted Ali and told him they would move him to another detention centre, which he's been requesting for some time because his mother is sick with cancer in Perth. They moved him arbitrarily um, last year. Um, and I should add that Ali is um, he's an Iraqi uh, refugee. Um, his visa was cancelled on uh, character grounds and he's currently um, detained indefinitely. So I wanted to invite you onto the show, Chris, just to, mm. to let listeners know what are the implications for that? I mean, I just it, it all sounds like very childish of these Serco guards. What's going on I mean, it, it is, it is, it is. Because he's they, not a criminal. They having, yeah, they hate having a light shone onto what's happening in detention. It's for the same reason that we get offshore processing, fluff on detention centres away from any prying eyes. <clears throat> it's why Dutton tried to ban phones in detention. Um, having not done that, what they've tried to do is a, a crackdown on anybody who, you know, um, leaks information out of the detention centre. I mean, the judge, according to Ali, I mean, I wasn't at the hearing, was, was scathing about the use of intervention orders, um, you know, in these circumstances where the people applying for the orders have power over the detainees. Um, you know, the intervention orders were originally um, designed for domestic uh, violence um, cases. Uh, so it would be... A new area of law, as far as I'm concerned, if they started being used um, in this way. There is a full hearing on the 26th of September, and the judge has ordered both of the um, Circo employees to appear in person um, at that, or it's a, a mediation. At Broadmeadows? Um, although I suspect, what, yeah, I suspect what will happen by then is they will have moved um, Ali. Um, but he... He's um, sceptical about where he will be moved. Like he says, detainees get stuffed around all the time. They get moved around arbitrarily. He's requested to go to Perth, but he thinks to punish him, they won't do that. Um, but again and again, there's, there's people in MITRE who have been there for years, up to 10 years in some cases. And they, there is a, abuse of um, detainees in different ways on a, a, a daily um, basis. They have, you know, very little power, if, you know, none in detention. Um, you know, for instance, Ali's hand was broken in an alleged assault by up to 13 uh, ART guards. Uh, the police have refused to investigate. Um, the Australian Federal Police uh, said there's no evidence his hand was broken, uh, despite the fact that there's medical reports that Serco says in a letter it was. Um, and actually, two weeks ago, Victoria Police came to interview Ali about an entirely separate thing, about an old Facebook post, which you know apparently he didn't put up anyway. Um, and while there, they wouldn't uh, deal with his uh, the issue of his, his assault, um, or the alleged assault. So there... You know, it's a horrific situation for a, um, a for many, many uh, detainees. Um, Ali was also ordered by... There was a court, federal court, in December 2017 that said he should be released 
but the courts don't have the power to grant visas. And so Dutton is still denying a whole range of people that the courts have ordered to be free uh, visas on character grounds. You know, this is really fantastic that you've been able to clear up some of this stuff because Ali is worried about talking on air about this stuff because of contempt of court. But other people can speak for him. There's nothing to stop that. Uh, yes, I mean certainly. There's, um, you know, so long as it, you know nobody's identified, as, you know, that's there's right. Any issue talking about the general? No, it's not illegal. Um, but, no, but but I think it was better to protect his interests, not to have him speak in too much detail. Um, although it doesn't matter now because the, there's been a court win anyway. But, um, there's, there's been a, there's been a court win, but it is still before the courts, so you might yeah, want to be a little careful with um, Ali. Yeah. That's why, and yeah. that's why I invited you, because you know Ali has has been on such a lovely man, really, and so much yeah. has happened to him, and he's he's done so much to help other detainees, and he's been on our show as a regular guest, and in fact um, joined our show last week to promote Radiothon for the Do and Time show, and he was just. It was just great, and so I wanted listeners to know a little bit more about him, but also to know to to note the broader implications of what Setico is capable of and what these guards are capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of cruelties. I mean, I rang, spoke to Ali yesterday, and he put me in touch with a, another um, detainee who is um, inside with his 17-year-old um, son. And I don't know all the details of the case. I'm going to go and visit and yeah, find out. Sure. But the the father and son have been separated uh, for four months since they've been there in different compounds. And so, you know, the 17-year-old is unaccompanied in the detention centre, um, which, you know, strikes me as incredibly cruel. Um, but, yeah, when I have more information, I'll, I'll come back with that. And actually, Chris, I mean, I won't talk about the details on air, but I do want to speak to you tomorrow off-air because I'm actually in touch with someone from um, MITRE as well who may need the Refugee Action Collective. So can I ring you tomorrow about that? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, certainly. I mean, there are other children there as well. There's still the, the um, uh, Copica and Serenica of the Bilawila uh, family. Oh. Um, and uh, Hawin and her baby, uh, Isabella. Um, and both of those uh, families are facing deportation. I mean, Hawin faces Still? definite separation from her daughter. Yeah, if she's deported. Um, it's, uh, uh, so, yeah, they're in, in important cases. Well, yeah, that's the Vietnamese family. I think that the show, um, we interviewed Lucy Honan about that last year, I believe. Oh, no, no, no sorry, it was uh, this year. This year. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, she's... Still in detention with her uh, baby, um, still uh, breastfeeding, uh, but is, uh, you know, terrified uh, that when she uh, stops breastfeeding, uh, she will be deported to Vietnam and her baby will be left here. Left here? Well, her, she's, she's married um, a, a man uh, who was here on a Paul, on a 457 visa. And so the baby has the right to stay here under his visa. Uh, so they would face an awful choice if she was deported. You know, does the baby stay with the father um, or does the baby go with her? Either way, the family is just torn apart. Um, Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's, that's just disgusting. It's disgusting, Chris.
Yeah. So, Chris, um, getting getting back to Ali, um, mm. um, trying to just to get a little bit more information as to what visa was he on before he was put into MITRE and why won't they um, set him free? Um, he was on a... He was granted permanent protection. He was on a refugee visa. He's currently in MITRE under 501 section. So he spent uh, 18 months in jail, as I understand it, for um, road offences. I don't know all the details. Um, and that, But that means he... Because of that... Um, his visa was cancelled on character grounds. He's not the only one in that situation. Um, there are lots and lots of people. Probably the, the biggest group is um, New Zealanders um, who've had their you know visas cancelled and um, face deportation. Um, but you know, I mean, what we say in RAC is that regardless of what these people have done, once people have served their sentences, that should be the end of it, rather than being you know punished. So, I mean, Ali's now facing the rest of his life in jail. You know, I mean, not detention without, with no, no way out. I mean, you know, if there's a traffic violation, let them serve their sentence, okay? And then let them out into the, into the community. It's not as if they kill, he killed or raped anybody, for goodness sake. You know? Uh, no. I mean, but, I mean even, in, in, even in the worst cases, we have a court system to, you know, punish people, to deal with people. Well, not to punish, to hopefully rehabilitate yeah, people. Sure, sure. Um, and once people have served their sentences, you know, the, for anybody else who was, um, you know, uh, born here and is a um, is a citizen, that's the end of it. That's right. I mean, how does one constitute a character test anyway? And this is what really angers me about this government, in particular the coalition government, that, you know, that the character test they're using so many like it's too broad it's too punishing um yeah no they can they can use it to it's intended to be broad so the the minister has basically uh, arbitrary powers to keep people in detention um that's the point of the character test um yeah no i mean it's, it's also i think to uh, mere uh migrants and refugees as criminals because um, they get kept inside, the cases come up into the media, um, and I think that is also part of the, the purpose of the legislation. Anyway, Ali is is very much demonised because he's act, he, he's he's um, spreading the the, gre- the the green light on what the guards are doing, and that's why he's being um, penalised. Yeah, no, that, that, like that, that is absolutely why he is um, facing the treatment he's faced. Now, just one last question. Um, Chris, just in regards to um, Manus Island, and let me know if, mm-hmm. if you can't answer this, but um, what, what's happening with that? Um, <laughs> Manus Island is more of a hellhole than Mito, if that's possible. Um, you've had, since the election, over 50 um, you know, serious self-harm and suicide attempts. There was one man who um, set himself on fire uh, no serious burns, um, thankfully, as it was put out quickly. But there is despair. So there were many um, offshore who thought that uh, a Labor government might open up the possibility for some of them to go to New Zealand under 
of the New Zealand deal uh, that has closed down. Uh, the Medivac legislation to transfer people here has been working slower than uh, we would like because um, really I think that everybody on Manus Island is sick, has been made ill uh, by six years of indefinite detention. And so, you know, we're saying they should all be brought here, that there is a humanitarian crisis offshore and the only way to end it now that the US deal is essentially over, um, Peter Dutton said that on the news last night, they only took three, not the 1,250 that they um, said they were going to take. You know, that was a, a lie. Um, so we've got a rally coming up on July the 20th on the um, 6th anniversary. Uh, we want that to be as big as possible to put pressure on the government. Um, I mean, you know, there's currently about 900 people in Australia. Um, they're, they're in limbo too from Manus and Nauru who've come here uh, for medical treatment who aren't being sent back. Uh, the other 900 who are still there, they could be brought here. It, it's not a lot of people. It would It would end the cruelty. Indeed. And are they planning to close one of the detention centres, Chris? Um, Did, didn't someone... Is it, who? The, 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 there, was, there's, there seems to be that one of the detention centres um, is going to close, apparently. They can't manage the, the asylum seekers there? Or is that not true? Offshore? Yeah, offshore. Uh, no, I haven't. Seen that you know, it, it, it may be you know transferring some from a particular place to another place, but I'm, I'm not. Okay, not PNG. PNG aren't upset. Uh, there've been there've been various things I've seen in the news recently about yeah. cancelling a contract with um, Paladin. That's which it. Which was a you know four hundred million dollar contract, which was awarded without tender to a you know two bit company um, you know leased out of a shared. Um, and um, Peter Dutton said that was going to continue as a matter of course. Um, PNG has now called for it to be cancelled. Uh, exactly what is happening is um, still a bit unclear, but, you know, there, I mean, there needs to be a full, open, impartial investigation into that contract and the, the entirety of the horror of offshore detention. Indeed, there is a horror, and, the you know, not only is it, is it horrible, but we need to bring them here, we need to bring all the refugees and asylum seekers here, um, to to give them the care that they deserve, not just the ones that are sick, everybody, but also, do you know how much money Australia would save, you know, if we didn't do offshore um, processing? Yes, it's, yeah, it, it costs roughly about $4 billion a year. It's an insane amount of money. I mean, that's what the politics is, of it is worth to the um, government, and that probably doesn't include all the costs of Navy turnbacks and everything else as part of the, you know, the... But the, yes, it's about uh, $4 billion. It's, um, it's, it would save a, an awful lot of money that could be spent on you know, education and healthcare and, and other things here and providing refugees with you know, settlement and language services and so forth. Instead of taking um, away money from essential services like hospitals. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for coming onto the program. And we, we will be having Ali... Um, back on the show, um, not now, but, you know, as a follow-up. But it's really great that you were able to come and, and talk about that. Um, and um, and that, that's great. Thank you so much. Thanks once again for having me on. Uh, absolutely. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective speaking about um, Ali, in who is being imprisoned in Mitre um, Detention Centre,
and having a look at some horrific things um, that the guards have done and looking at a court win, although he is still before the court at the moment. So we do have to be extremely careful being in conversation with Ali um, at the moment because we don't want to have contempt of court. But there's nothing wrong with the Refugee Action Collective coming on board to discuss his plight. And as well as that, we spoke about, um, we had an update um, about Manus and some of the horrific things that were happening. Let's get Peter Dutton out of office. It's approximately 4.50 and um, I'm going to be playing you a song now by Monica Waitman and uh, this is called This Is Called Rain. And you're back with the Doing Time show and it's approximately 3.54. We've got about three minutes before we're out of here. So thank you so much to Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective for um, coming onto the show and giving us a very concise update on refugees and asylum seekers. The Refugee Action Collective do very hard work um, and have done many, many snap actions, protests and forums and and actually provide um, hands-on support to refugees and asylum seekers. It's really important to keep this issue alive. Um, Now, also... um, I'm hoping that we can have DT back on um, as a follow-up to talking about Reconciliation Week and the Sacred Trees. And we can talk about that. I'm hoping he can come back next week. Um, Thank you once again to all our listeners and supporters who donated for the Doing Time show. Um, Donate to all shows at 3CR. As I said, um, our target is $850. And we still haven't reached our target Um, As you know, prisoners do not have bank accounts and it's not a very trendy topic these days, is it? Prisoners are very much, prisoners and prisons are very much hidden away and um, it's not a topic that's talked about that much. And so I'm wondering if people can still um, donate. It's not too late, Um, even after the show, during the show, um, next week, whenever, um, 94198377. Um, and see if you can, um, we can reach our target of $850. And once again, I'm going to send out a special cheerio and thank you, deep felt thank you from the Doing Time show to all our people who, who donated. And we've got Beyond Zero coming up next. Um, we've got about one minute left before we're out of here. And um, we're going to be going out pretty soon with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella by the Rumpy Band. And we'll see you um, back next week, um, every Monday, in fact, from 4 to 5 for the Doing Time show. So it's goodbye from Marissa and thanks to Rob out there who helped produce the show and um, helped make it run smoothly. Thanks so much and stay strong and all of you take care of each other in this climate of instability and economic crap. Oh, excuse the French. Anyway, thank you very much and see you next week. Take care.